0: This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment
0: Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, on December 17th, the politics of this country will change dramatically without any election. Miho Martin and Leo Vrádker have been, as it were, cohabitating, and Micheál Martin in this arrangement was Taoiseach for two and a half years. Leo Vrádker will be taking over that office on December 17th, and there will of course be changes accordingly in the cabinet and in terms of Micheál Martin's future we don't know but in the most recent opinion poll I saw Micheál Martin's popularity had jumped by 6 percentage points but I was intrigued by Leo Radka's address to the Fine Gael at the weekend and to join us now Finan Sheehan is Ireland editor of the Irish Independent to see where we're going politically. Finan the good news is we're not going anywhere near Liz Truss or Donald Trump and our politics seem relatively sane uh, compared to other countries. This, though, is a big problem or at least a big challenge for the two parties involved and, of course, the Green Party who will be observing. It's never been done before and I wonder what, what I made of... Leo Varadkar's address to the Ordesh, he, he paid a very handsome tribute. He asked the delegates, let's acknowledge tonight that our Taoiseach Micheál Martin has been a good one. Through difficult circumstances, including the later stages of the pandemic and the war in Ukraine, he has been a voice for decency, kindness and common sense. We thank him for that. He went on subsequently to say how successful this coalition government has been and how they've got things done, and then to make a vehement assault on Sinn Féin, who are, of course, in opinion polls, the most popular party in the country. What can we make of that speech, or what did you make of it, Finan, in terms of future governance?
3: Well... we have to take it in, in the context of it being Leo Vryker's first opportunity to kind of deliver a State of the Nation address to his party uh, since the, the last general election uh, due to, to COVID-19 intervening in, in, the, in the meantime um, and, a, and a series of other crises uh, as well. So there was no real reference or acknowledgement of him making a hymns of the the last general election and coming back yep. with their worst result in 75 years. This was uh, tending to to look to look forward, and as you said, there was a number of, of of the timing of it is is significant. Uh, as you say, we're we are changing Shock but it's in quite a calm and, and stable uh, manner. Yes. Uh, it's not echoing the instability that you you are getting uh, over in the United Kingdom. It's not even reflective of the kind of the, the kind of semi-cotic situations you're you're still having uh, over in the United States in terms of what what the, the future uh, there there holds. So we have this, uh, you know, I don't know what you call it, historic, but it's certainly un, unprecedented situation where we have known. Uh, for the past t- two and a half years, that we were getting uh, a new T-Shock uh, in December of, of 2022. We've obviously had changeovers of t in the past. We've had changeovers uh, of government even in the past. But well, we've never had uh, an arrangement uh, li- like, uh, like like this one, uh, where they're they're covering it down between them 50-50. The notion of a rotating T-Shock. Coming on the table all of, of thirty years ago when uh, Dick Spring uh, initially floated it. Um, yes, with with John Bruton, that 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 didn't come off uh, at that time. Those, those two Dick Spring ends up going into government with Alan Browns and then it was subsequently uh, with with John Bruton and midway through through that uh, term term of office. So we're we're at. Uh, this point now, thirty years in in the making, I suppose, uh, where you see we will for the first time uh, be governed by a T shock who is does not represent the largest party in government. Now you can argue there's only a couple of seats uh, in the difference, but 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 nonetheless there is there is a significance to that, and it it it's, it it draws a a, a new line uh, there for, for the history books. Leo's speech you'd have to say a number of different elements to it Larry speaking I, I, I was looking at it uh, kind of in isolation saying it was almost him making Fine Gael out to be the, the new uh, party of permanent government. they are you know they've, they've been in and out uh, over their their history uh, obviously going back to the, to the foundation of the state uh, soon eclipsed. Uh, within a decade and a half, effectively put by Fianna Fáil, and then effectively spent the next two quarters of a century uh, bobbing in and out of, of government uh, for, for single terms. And now they're they're heading for government for the best part uh, of a decade uh, and, and a half. And Leo Verco was outlining how they have worked well with the, the Labour Party, They've worked well with independents. They've worked well with the Green Party, and even with with, their, with their, the old enemy of of Fianna Fail. Uh, the the exception uh, he was making to this coalition making uh, arrangement was was obviously uh, Sinn Féin. So Leo Leiriger, even at this point. Uh, of of his administration of this administration, a good two and a bit years out from a, a general election, he's already setting up his stall in terms of where uh, the pitch he is going to be making to the electors. It's going to be Fine Gael, uh You get low taxes, pro business, uh, pro European. Uh, will we, a party that can work with others manage their way through crises, get some things right, get some things, uh, wrong. Some things are, are done quite rapidly. Some things are, are take, taken off a long time. And then the, the the defining characteristic, and we won't go anywhere near Sinn Fein. So a, yes. vote, a vote for Fine Gael is not. And cannot turn into a vote for Sinn Féin at at, at any point, and that uh, you're not going to end up voting for Leo and getting Mary Lou uh, as Taoiseach. and that uh, whether or not that's uh, an attractive pitch to the voters, we have to see. But it's it's a clear and a very defined one. You'd you'd have to say, and it puts the other parties, including Fianna Fáil, in in very in a very difficult scenario.
0: Yes, and I mean he. I, and I'm quoting him now, he says, Fine tradition and policies are different to those of Fianna Fáil, but our parties have the maturity to find agreement, to build consensus with our colleagues in the Green Party, and to work together in the service of our country. But we can't work with everyone and anyone. And he then goes on, to talk about Sinn Fein in very hostile and disparaging terms, I, the question that is begged uh, by the numbers I want to come on to me martin's position in Finopal in a moment, you know, in which for all kinds of reasons appears to be difficult. am I wrong to detect in Vradku's speech a note that suggests if Finoal and Finnegal were and the number numbers were there. He'd be quite happy to go into coalition with Finnafall.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 and, and
0: change the political landscape forever.
3: He 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 seems to be making it uh, quite clear that you know it's it's business as usual. We need continuity. Never change a horse in midstream, as they say in, in U.S. Uh, politics. Uh, this is a party that. Uh, has worked uh, in in government over the past uh, fifty over, decade and a bit now to be heading for fifteen years uh, once you reach the time of the next uh, general yes. election, and he was quite happy to to ream off what he regarded uh, as their as their achievements uh, in that time, largely on on the economic side in terms of looking at uh, full employment incomes uh, rising, uh, taxes down. He was talking about pensions and other uh, worker uh, entitlements on the liberal side. He was talking about uh, marriage equality and, and more opportunity for women, women and girls. And then he was ticking all the boxes in terms of other uh, areas that, that they've focused uh, in on. He does at the same time have to uh, acknowledge that you know, housing uh, is still this enormous uh, problem for this government, and he's saying that they'll, you know, they'll double down and they'll renew their their focus there. Uh, notably, not a whole lot of, of mention uh, of the health service. So no. Finnegan will basically saying, "Look, we're the guys you can trust to administer the operation of the country. You can very much tr- tr- trust us on the economic side uh, if you are into." Centrist or, or centre right uh, economic uh, policies uh, based around uh, a low taxation uh, model, uh, a fiscal spending model that, that that is is reasonably prudent but but keeps um, spare tires available in the in the event uh, of crises is is very much at the heart uh, of of the European system, and that's that's what Finnegails. Uh, ethos is all about probably their their difficulty up until now uh was always that well finafar was was so adaptable uh and versatile that yes. you could pretty much get the same thing but vote for for finafar they were they were they were they were still pro-business, more a focus on 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 small business. They were they were always pro-farmer, more a focus on on small farmer. They were about more about uh, equalities, but yes, in terms terms of the the, the the going back, okay, you can go back to a century uh, to the foundation of of those two parties, and there's obviously the yawning rift uh, between them brought about uh, by by the Civil War and and whether we should accept uh, partition. But in more recent decades, particularly during the Ortegaard era, there was far less of a difference between the two parties. For Edgar is effectively now trying to say, uh, right, we stand for all of these things, Fianna stand for for most of them uh, as well, but but he is quite clear in terms of his his coalition options. And he's also basically saying that that Fine Fine Gael are not a party that is going around ruling out working with other people. He's saying that there's a vast There's a vast array of people who they have worked with over the past decade and a half are happy to continue to do so into the future, bar one particular party who he is saying there's a red line there uh, and we're not going there. The difficulty for Fianna Fáil is, well, where did they go at the next election? Because the question will be then constantly to Michal Martin, so are you ruling out going in with Sinn Féin, or are you saying you could go in with Sinn Féin? And if there is a growing cohort of voters who at the next election are looking at, uh, at a scenario and saying well I want Sinn Féin uh, in government, then that, that makes it uh, quite clear for them who they can vote for because they will be voting for uh, a party that will presumably be going into the, the next uh, election uh, uh, with the with the highest Uh, support in opinion polls, making it quite clear that you can vote for uh, Sinn Féin uh, in anticipation uh, of Mary Lou MacDonald at least being nominated for the office uh, of of Taoiseach and having a a strong chance uh, of of getting there. And on the flip side, if you don't want Sinn Féin in, in power, then Leo is the one who is going to be saying I'm the only one that can guarantee that I won't go down Uh, that roof and that places me on Martin in a rather invidious position.
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig.
2: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Right. I'd like to talk to you in a moment about Hall Martin's future because there's constant speculation about... Uh, his leadership uh, of Finafal ending. But I mean, one of the sentences from Vrakka's speech the other night was as follows Fine tradition and policies are different to those of Finafal, but our parties have the maturity to find agreement. It's not quite so clear cut as that, it seems to me. Fine Gael and Finafal have much more in common than either of them have with Sinn Fein. Now, the other thing that's being floated is this idea you've just mentioned, that Fianna Fáil might go in to coalition with Sinn Féin. Would that be a form of political suicide uh, for Fianna Fáil? And do you think there are people in their party who are seriously considering going into a coalition government as the junior partner with Sinn Féin?
3: Uh, I, I think there are people in the party to, to, to start off with who do not want to limit uh, their options because, effectively, if you look at it, if you say we're not going in with Sinn Féin, then you're saying we mm. are going in with Fine Gael, and the, and then you're you're boxed in because then Sinn Féin uh, can turn around. There, there is still a a, a, a cohort uh, of of voters uh, where there would be a crossover in terms of the the, the parties. Uh, appealing to you know those of a of a, of a republican persuasion, whatever shade uh, that that may may be, uh Fianna Fáil would have a stronger support base in in working was, uh, working class areas than than Fine Gael would have. So it, it suits Fine Gael to polarise themselves against Sinn Fein. It suits Sinn Fein to polarise themselves against uh, Fine Gael. They're they're not fishing out of they don't see themselves yes. fishing out of the same pools. Fianna Fáil's problem was, is now the traditional catch-all party that went from working class to middle class to, to some uh, upper middle, middle class voters that transcended all the, the geographic boundaries, that managed to appeal to everyone. That works when you're the big party and you can swallow up all of that support. Yes. It doesn't so much work when you are a, a smaller party and, and on either side of you you are seeing that people are entrenching their, their positions so if you were looking at Irish politics uh, at the moment and you were trying to pitch forward to where are we going to be at in 10 years you'd probably say well look the civil war is over, it's been over for an awful long time but effectively Michal Martin and Leo Varadkar said it's definitively over when they went into government uh, yes. together two, two and a bit years ago so what's the next phase uh, for Irish politics we we saw uh, uh back in 2011, uh, we very much swung uh, more to the left uh, and, and certainly rolling from 2011 into 2016 as a result of, of the economic collapse. So are we in 10 years' time going to be in a very much more straightforward position as they have in other European countries of a, of a, a direct left-right divide? Yes. And if you were saying that, that, that's where you think politics is going in this country, well, then you'd say, well, Fine Gael are the ones on the right and Sinn Féin are the ones who are going to be on the left, the two dominant parties in that scenario. And where does that leave Fianna Fáil? Stuck somewhere in the middle, being having their their entire existence being uh, eaten away by the parties on, on either side, so that's Fianna Fáil's difficulty now. If they rule out Sinn Féin, you rule in in Fine Gael. If you don't rule out Sinn Féin, uh, you're allowing Finnegall to 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 go uh, and try and take a slice of their voter. So it's it's very much a, a lose lose scenario uh, for Fianna Fáil when you have a, a, a party like Finnegall being so definitive given the, the, the current political arithmetic, where at the moment you have those three parties uh, pretty much neck and neck uh, in the the, the, the mid-30s uh, in terms of seat numbers, but obviously we don't expect it to sit, stay like that. And in fact, from a, a Fine Gael perspective, perspective, Bradshaw's almost setting it up that come the outcome of the next election, that even if there was to be a stalemate for Fine and they weren't to go anywhere, they would still uh, be potentially pitching themselves uh, as a party of government, simply because he's saying, we can work with whoever we need to work with to go into government and to keep Sinn Féin out.
0: Yeah, and in that sort of equation, the Labour Party is non-existent now, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and... And
0: and that changes... I mean, that changes the picture greatly, doesn't it, in terms of a possible uh, or a potential government.
3: Well, Le- Labour be, end up in a scenario where they're they're pitching themselves as a, a kind of a, a a small coalition party that, that can go in and get a couple of seats at the cabinet table and seek to bring about influence. there. They're, they're caught in the same situation. of are, in fact, more so because they can't rule out coalition with which Sinn Féin, because they are also uh, pitching uh, for working class uh, voters, so it would allow um, Sinn Féin to turn around and go, the Labour Party, they don't want anything to do with other left-wing uh, working class parties, therefore why, sh- why should you vote for there's them?
0: There's good, good reason for that. The good reason not left-wing or working class.
3: Yeah, well, you, can, you can, we can argue that. If anything... Labour, we now are, are seeing them, uh, th- there's almost a, a, another cohort of voter uh, out there. There is a, a voter that, that is interested in, in liberal issues, uh, in, in, in climate change, yes. in social policy. And that's the space within which the Social Democrats, the Green Party and Labour are are mixing. So if you look at at those three parties at at the moment, there's around about you know twenty odd seats there, and you kind of look at the at ahead the and say you can't really see that Labour are going to be challenging the three. Uh, medium to no. large-sized parties, so that's the space that Labour are going to be in at, 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 the, at the next general election and that is basically going to be their pitch to the voters that so therefore they're not going to be ruling anybody out uh, or in, they're going to be expressing a preference for, to give them, uh, you know, enough seats to make a bit of an impact in coalition but they're not going to be looking to
0: lead one. Let me ask you uh, finally Finan, about Mehol Martin post- this changeover, does he want to remain as leader of the party Antonishte? Some people are suggesting that he might want to go to foreign affairs. That seems to me odd if he wants to remain leader. It's not possible to do that. What's the story with him? I I must say, and I think I've said it to you before, I, I like Martin. I think I would agree with the other actor's comment that he has been a good leader through difficult times and a voice for decency, kindness and common sense. And if you look back through his career, you know, people say he can be indecisive, but he did bring in the smoking ban, which was led the whole world. And he does seem to be an able politician, and he doesn't seem to be clapped out. He has looked like a Taoiseach, sounded like one, and I'm not looking for a job or a seat in the Senate. <laughs> Why are <laughing>, you know? laughing? But um, it's not easy to like Tishy.
3: Yeah, I mean that. that
0: in fact, I found it difficult for seventy-seven <laughs> years.
3: <laughs> people, have, people have said that there is a great shred of, of there's a great line of decency about about me, Martin. Uh, he's not seen to be a table thumping. You know, outspoken. uh, Later, he's not seen to be a guy who is overly uh, partisan in his views. But but or a loud,
0: loud chancellor.
3: Yeah, but he's a guy like previous guys. You, you, you know where you stand with him. I mean, he's still he's still a relatively young man politically. in in political terms, it's just he's been around uh, for for twenty five years now that that people think that uh, that. The, he's older, but I mean, he you know he does look after himself. Uh, he's he's still only hitting hitting sixties, so you know there's a, there's a long time for him him to go yet in politics if that's if that's what he he wishes. A couple of issues arise, I suppose. Um, a does his does his party want them, him to lead them into the next general election? Yeah. Uh, probably no is probably the answer yes. when, when it gets down to it. Do they have an alternative leader yet? No, but you know, that, that will probably emerge uh, over the course of the next 12 to months. The choice now at this point seems to be down between um, Michael McGrath, who is now going to become finance minister, which there's a, there's a, a fine tradition of, of finance ministers going on to become Fianna Fáil leader and indeed uh, Taoiseach, uh, or Dara O'Brien, uh, who is in the, the housing portfolio? Who looks like he's going to be staying in in, in that brief, uh, and is claiming that he has a plan to make make headway there. Uh, we'll see how he, he gets on because um, people's patience does run out with these plans. Once you know, first the, the plan is is first a new minister will come in and say. Well, I'm going to change things, and what has been done before hasn't worked. Then he sets about drafting his new plan, then he announces his new plan, and then you're implementing the plan. And at that point, about two years in, people start saying, "Right, well, where's the results?" Because you said yes. you want to be different to the previous guy, and Dara Bryan is kind of hitting that that point now. So you can right. you can use the, 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 the excuses around you know COVID and. And difficulties in the inflation and so on and so forth. But unless he's unless people are seeing tangible differences next year on on, on housing output, um, he's going to be in a, a spot of bother there. The other guys have have kind of they're they're there in the background, but for one reason or another, they've they've fallen by by the wayside. I think ultimately, if you're going to lead a party like Fianna Fáil, you can't base being in, in inside in government. Being a guy who is making decisions, who is yes. implementing policy, who is wielding power—you can—you can make all the very nice speeches from the back benches all you want. You can be appealing to the party faithful uh, and and cultivating the grassroots and so on. But being in government uh, is what matters still to a party like like Fianna Fáil. So I just don't see that, that the others uh, are in contention at this point. McGrath or O'Brien are are not the kind of people who are going to be making moves uh, on on Timon the, uh, the Well, I wasn't Damn I just, man, he, wasn't he I just talking about fellows making nice speeches from the back benches. Yeah. So what? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like um, you know, what's what's his priority? Politics or the law? It's 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 hard to tell. Yeah. This is a guy who was who was he's offered, a bit
0: greener, he 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 um, you can report, argue yeah, or yeah. He, or he, in, will, he, in, he to be
3: uh and I, I suppose to be fair to O'Callaghan, he has actually nailed his, his colours to the mast uh on on the on the question uh of, of Northern Ireland. He's been active with Ireland's future, he's been making making uh speeches about the, the future uh, and any United mm-hmm. Ireland and part of the, the issue with uh, Michael McGrath and Dara O'Brien is that we don't really know a whole lot about their broad outlook on yes. life and policy uh, beyond their own individual portfolios so that are going to need to to, to widen uh, their their appeal uh, to their internal electorate, first of all if, if they're going to take up uh, that job but, but Jim McAllen turned down uh, a junior ministry he might well have been in line for a senior ministry. Now he would be a a figure uh, in government. He chose not to go down that route. The other two contenders, uh, Dara Caliri and and Barry Cowan, they they were in cabinet. They ended up having to, to resign uh, their, their their positions uh, for very differing reasons between the, the pair of them. And it's 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 difficult to come back from that uh, in a in a short period of time, albeit Dara Gileary is back now as a junior minister, and he's in the frame potentially for uh, a place in 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 the reshuffle. So you'd have to look at the two heavy-hitting contenders in the big portfolios as being the favourites. So then it's down to, does Hall Martin A, decide uh, after about a, a year... Uh, in whatever portfolio it takes up now, we're totally he let or take business or foreign affairs, that it's, it's time to pass that on to the, to, to the next person to give them a, a fair run into the next, uh, the local elections and then the, the Euro- local Europeans and then the general election. Or there's another option coming down the track, which is in the, the latter part of the mid to latter part of 2024, we have a very lucrative European Commissionership uh, coming up, or indeed the European Council Presidency also comes up at that right. at that point. Both of those jobs, uh, if you're if you've been in the Prime Minister's Club, you yes. you are you know you're you're entitled to apply uh, for those, or we seem to be somebody who who could uh, potentially get one or other of of those roles. So. You know, there are options there for Micheál Martin, but at the moment... It's
0: continuing to lead the party an option, yeah. a serious option in your view.
3: Well, it, it, it is because he, he says it is, and he's putting it up to other people that if they don't want uh, him, they can come and get him. So right. And and that hasn't happened. Despite all of the bluff and bluster that yep. we have had uh, from from people uh, within Fianna Fáil, uh, over over the past number of years about Michal Martin's uh, leadership no one's ever made uh, a move uh, against him uh, he has he has made his decisions you'd have to say been indecisive in the past he's made his decisions on who is in cabinet and who is not uh, in cabinet uh, he is stuck to stuck to his guns in terms of of defending the, the, the choices that that he has made there. The next decision he has to make is where does he go uh, as Tanish, uh, the options being business where he, he would take a role uh, in terms of, of the jobs and, and the, the furtherment of workers' rights and our economic policy or foreign affairs where he would be key in terms of Northern Ireland uh, and, and Brexit uh, yeah. and, and would keep a prominent role for Fianna Fáil uh, at, at a European uh, level uh, which uh, and at a particularly at a, at a United Ireland uh, preparations level so that you know those are the kind of options that are available to him but uh, I'm uh, I'm still unconvinced that anybody is 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 going to come after him on yeah. decemb- on December the 18th uh, I wonder do these guys have the battle or has anybody put in uh, enough groundwork at this point uh, to be able to turn around and say, well, I think it's time for him to go and this is who I think should be there as, as leader instead. Um, we're not not really seeing the evidence of that thus far. If you go back five years, you saw basically, you know, Leo Veradkar effectively and, and Simon Coveney given the kind of the, the thumbs down to Tenda to Kenny and kind of yes. suggesting, listen, I'll t- t- time to move along here. But yep. there, were, there were two uh, adequate leaders uh, in in waiting there, who people looked at and credibly said, "Yeah, we can see one of the either of the two of them uh, leading the party yes. and it being an improvement on on what's there at the moment." That isn't particularly the case with with Fall, But nonetheless, you know, if if a vacancy arises, it's not as if it's not as if the job is going to be left empty. People will will throw their throw their hats in the ring. Uh, and we'll go for it, but for the time being Micheal Martin is sticking to his story uh, which is basically, I'm going nowhere lads
0: Okay Fanon. it's always a pleasure uh, to talk to you, bring us up to date with uh, what's happening in our politics, Fanon Sheehan is the Ireland editor of The Irish Independent, we're grateful to him to all of you for listening that's all we have time for now, we'll talk to you soon